Amen. Are you glad about it tonight? I mean, are you really glad about it tonight that you're not the same person that you used to be? I know now you're all dignified and your clothes are all nice and neat and everything's going good for you. But when you look back at where you came from, when you look back at where you were bound and you were broken and you were defeated, are you glad that you're not that person anymore? Are you glad that you know what real freedom feels like? And you know what real joy feels like. And real peace feels like. Amen. I'm glad about it tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I like that first part of that second verse from earlier. For anyone. For anyone who knows the hope that keeps them moving on through troubled days. There's some things that people don't understand. There's some things that you do and some ways that you respond in worship that they don't understand. But you know that you have a hope. You know that you have a future. You know that you have something to press on. And that's worth being glad about tonight. Amen, amen, amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday night. Time change weekend, the beginning of spring break. But we are here in the house of the Lord and God is here. Amen. And I believe that God wants to do something great in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It will be before you tonight. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Proverbs 12:25 in the Passion says, "A life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart." That's what I want to accomplish tonight before we leave this place. I want to restore joy to the heart tonight. First Peter chapter 4 verse 12. Beloved friends, If life gets extremely difficult with many tests, say many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. If life gets extremely difficult, many of the other translations says when life gets extremely difficult, difficult. Tonight for just a little while I want to preach to you on this subject. What to do when life gets extremely difficult. What to do when life gets extremely difficult. Father we love you tonight. Surely you are in this place. God we are not without help tonight and we are not without hope. But God, there is something that we can do. God, in the middle of life's troubles, in the middle of life's hardest season, God, there is something that we have available to us tonight. And I pray that before we leave this place, that we would have a greater understanding of where we are and that we would rejoice in knowing that it is by Your grace and 
mercy that we are here tonight and we are quick to give you glory and honor and praise in the matchless name of Jesus we pray and everybody said amen you can be seated in the house of the Lord tonight everyone in here tonight has experienced difficulties Most here have probably on multiple occasions felt that life just got extremely difficult. Have you ever felt that way? That life just in its season was extremely difficult. Whether it's a test in school, whether it's a bully in the hallway, a bad decision when you caved to peer pressure, A letter informing you that you are no longer employed. A doctor's report that was not what you had anticipated. A phone call letting you know that you had lost a loved one. We're not here tonight to weigh out who had it worse than who. We're not here tonight to look around and say, man, they've had it really bad. They've had it worse than anybody else because the truth is, if you were to ask our children if they have ever experienced a difficult situation, they would probably tell you yes. But there are also some elders here tonight that could lift their hands and say, we have been through some very difficult trials. We have been through some very difficult seasons. The fact is, difficult situations are just part of life. While the passion says if, the others say when. You don't have to go looking for trouble. Trouble will find you. The word says, in this world, you will have tribulation or you will have trouble. But, he has overcome the world. The word says weapons can form against you, but His word also says they will not prosper. The word says the enemy can come in, but like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. The word says the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but He said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. But when you consider your troubles... And you think about what some others in this place have gone through. And what they have faced. But then you realize what was just said. You and others that are in this place. And I am here tonight. And I am looking across our congregation. And I see a people who already know what to do when life gets difficult. I am looking across a congregation and whether you realize it or not, your being here is a testimony that you know what to do when life gets difficult. And I'm not here tonight with some great news story for you. I'm here as a reminder and a word of encouragement that you are on the right track. You've lived long enough to know what to do when life gets difficult. When persecution comes, when trouble arises, it's not what is easy. And it's not what comes natural. 
but it's just what you do when life gets difficult. They say when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You don't just cover your head and cry and sit at home on the couch and refuse to be in the house of God and refuse to pray and refuse to lift your hands, but you show up anyhow and you come and you lift your hands anyhow and you come into the house of God and you're reminded of His faithfulness and you're reminded of His goodness and you're reminded of how far God has brought you from and you shout because of a heart that's been washed clean and you run because of your past that's been redeemed and you testify of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. I've come to encourage someone in this place tonight. When someone asks, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm tired. I, you know, we'll give a half-hearted answer. But we've made it socially unacceptable to really answer honestly. Concerning our pain, our troubles, and our challenges... But the truth is, when you would be real enough to say where you are, and what you are facing, and what you are going through, but then that same person also sees that you're here in the house of God, and you're still worshiping, and you're still lifting your hands, that is a testimony to them that it doesn't matter what I'm going through, it doesn't matter what season I am in, He's still worthy, He's still good, and He is still faithful, and I'm not going to allow my circumstances to keep me silent. There's got to be those words that must echo from us to the ear of every hearer. Don't give up. Those words are not just there to offer comfort, but they are there to offer courage. See, comfort will sustain you for a little while, but courage is what we need to move forward. Encouragement has two definitions. The first is what we typically use. And that is the action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. And that's all great and wonderful. But the second is even greater. It's the persuasion to do or to continue something. This form of encouragement is not patching up a wound. But it is putting a weapon in the hand of the hearer. That I, I want to comfort you and I want you to be encouraged. But more than just patting you on the back, I want to look you in the eyes and say, you're a go-getter. You're a winner. You're victorious. You're redeemed. You're a child of the King. Don't you give in. And don't you give up. And don't you quit. Keep fighting. Some of you have lost your spouse. Some of you have lost loved ones that could have wrecked your world and caused you to say you know what I don't feel like going to church tonight I don't feel nobody would blame me nobody would point their fingers and shame me because they don't know the hurt that I'm feeling and they don't know the grief that I'm feeling but you hear me it may not bother anybody else but it would have bothered you because you're a fighter because you're a participator because you're a worshiper and you say oh no I've got to continue I've got to keep showing up 
I've got to keep lifting my hands. I've got to keep praising Him. It doesn't matter if I'm in my 80s. I've got to continue. I've got to keep giving God everything that I've got. Acts 1.14 said, These all continued. That's what I see tonight when I look across this congregation. Every single one of you continued. When life got difficult, you continued. You're here tonight as an usher because you continued. You're here tonight serving in some capacity because you continued. You're here sitting in the house of God because you made up in your mind. My life may not be perfect. Everything may not be what I pray it is someday. But right now I'm going to continue. Right now I'm going to keep living this life for God. And I'm going to continue serving. It said Acts 1.14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Acts 2.42 says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Colossians 1.23, continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Colossians 4 and 2. Continue in prayer, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Hebrews 13 and 1. Let brotherly love continue. In Matthew 15, when Jesus is feeding the 4,000, the Bible said that Jesus called His disciples unto Him. And He said, I have compassion on the multitudes. Well, was it because there's so many? Is it because they're, they're just coming from all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of walks of life and, and this one is this and this one is that? Is it, what's, what is the reason here? He goes on to say, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat and I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way Jesus understood the price that people pay at times when following Him Jesus understood that sometimes you go without and that sometimes in your continuing it's easy to go without and you're sacrificing because you're just trying to walk and follow Him and be obedient to Him and while you're doing that you don't even realize it but you've gone days without anything to eat but look what He said He said I will not send them away hungry I will not send them away empty because they have been here because they have continued I'm going to fill their bellies hear me tonight greater life church because you've continued with him in all of these trials because you have continued with him all of these days he's not going to let you leave empty he's not going to let you fall by the wayside he's not going to abandon you he said I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to give you provision so that you make it on to the next place that you got to go. See, but the enemy, the enemy wants to paint this continuing thing 
in a negative light. He wants this continuance to just look like delay and to look like denial as God is not answering and God is not responding. And look, you've, you've been coming, you've been faithful and nothing's changed in your situation. You've been praying, you've been sowing, you've been fasting, you've been begging God for a miracle and begging God for revival, and it hasn't happened. Everything, you're just continuing with no cause. You're continuing for no reason at all. How do I know? Because Second Peter 3 and 4, they said, and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Since the fathers fell asleep, since the beginning of time, everything's just stayed the same. He hasn't come back. He hasn't answered your prayers. He hasn't shown up. Why would you continue serving a God who does not answer? Why would you consider trusting a God who has still not healed you? But hear me tonight. Because all things continue... I live certain tonight because in Him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In Him, it says, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because He said, I am the Lord and I change not. Because things continue, I can continue. Because I know who was there at the beginning of of creation and I know who spoke that word then and I know that he still continues and if he still continues then I can still continue if he said it then then I can stand on it now if he promised me then I can walk in it now maybe it hasn't happened yet but enemy I know you want to paint this in a negative light but when you say hey all things continue. Yes, I know, and I'm glad about it. I know all things continue, and I'm excited about it tonight. If something ever does change, and things were not what they once were, that makes me unsettled. If God all of a sudden decides He's not going to be faithful... If God all of a sudden decides He's not going to be good and He's not going to be gracious and He's not going to be merciful, then all of a sudden that makes me feel very uncomfortable. But because all things continue as they did from the beginning of time, I can rest in a certainty tonight that it's all going to work out for my good. It pleases me to know all things continue as they were from the beginning because I know who was there in the beginning. If things changed, then there is a problem. And may the same be said of us. If I start changing now, if I start giving in now, if I start backing down now, there is a big problem. But when life gets extremely difficult 
And I continue. My, what a testimony. What a testimony some of you elders have that have been through some very dark hours and some very dark situations in your life. Again, not to compare who's had it worse and and who had the bigger bobo, if you will. But there are some people here tonight that can testify that says the reason I'm here is by the goodness of God and that He gave me the opportunity and He ordered my steps so that I could continue, so that I could have a way into the house of God. Ruth was able to be sustained because the Word said that she hath continued even from the morning until now. Hannah refused to be barren and she continued praying before the Lord. And the Bible said Eli marked her mouth. Nehemiah was able to see the wall finish because he said, I continued in the work of this wall. Were there hard days? Oh yeah. Did life get difficult? Yes. There were days he got there and all he saw was rubble and rubbish and destruction. All he saw was those trying to slow him down in the work he was trying to do for God. And it could have been frustrating. It could have been moments where he thought about throwing in the towel. But he said, I continued building the wall. I continued doing what I set out to do. And I wasn't going to let circumstances stop me I wasn't going to let what was going on around me and the naysayers keep me from doing what God had called me to do Daniel was able to accomplish all that he did because he took a stand for what was right and the Bible said and Daniel continued Yes, knowing what might would happen, knowing what would be the outcome, Daniel said, I am going to continue. And when life shuts the door on you, Peter showed us what to do. For the Bible says in Acts 12 and 16, but Peter not knocking on the door, and she comes to the door and she goes back, and the Bible says, Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. So what do you do when life gets difficult? What do you do when the door is slammed in your face? What do you do when there's no response? You keep knocking. You keep praying. You keep building the wall. You keep gathering the wheat. You keep doing what you've always done and keep being faithful to God. 1 John 2 He's talking about the Antichrists. Not Antichrist, but the spirit of Antichrist that would be present in the end time. He said, you want to know the difference? He said, these, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. If you want to know the difference of where you're at and where somebody else is at tonight, it's because there are people here tonight that said, I want to continue. 
I want to keep living for God. I want to keep living a life of holiness. I want to keep living a life separated unto God. I want to keep showing up to prayer meeting. I want to keep being faithful to God. I want to keep doing what God has called me to do, even when it's not easy. And that's not me shaming what somebody else has done and shaming somebody who's walked away. But that is me encouraging you tonight. Don't you discredit your faithfulness. Don't you discredit the fight that's in you and all that you've accomplished. And I know at times you look around and you think, oh boy, I don't know if I can keep doing this. But there were darker days where you said the same thing and look at you now. There were days you never thought you'd be back in an apostolic church, but look at you now. There were days you thought, oh, I'm never going to be one of those wackos, but look at you now. There's just no telling what you're going to do in the moment that Jesus gets a hold of you. There's no telling what kind of person you might be when God gets a hold of you. When you don't feel like you can continue, all of a sudden you come into the house of God and He lifts your spirit and encourages you. And guess what? You're still here tonight standing. John 6, 66 says, From that time many of His disciples, they went back and walked no more with Him. The difference of you and someone else is that you continued. That wall wouldn't have been built if when trouble came, Nehemiah said, You know what? It's not worth all this. They're, they're trying to trouble us. Put your swords up. Put your tools up. Let's just go home. Maybe I missed it. Maybe God didn't tell me to do this. Maybe God didn't encourage me to build this wall. But no, He said, I continued building the wall. Hannah would have remained childless if she just accepted the fact that she was barren. And she said, I'm not going to bother to pray. I'm not going to bother to seek God because it's just my lot. It's just what's, you know, I know other people that have this. And she said, no, I need a child. I beg with you, God, I'll give them back to you, Lord. I'm going to keep praying. I know what the doctor report says. I know what everyone around me thinks. But God, if I have to pray here in silence, if I just have to pray here where only you can hear me, and I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep moving my lips until something starts moving in my womb. I'm going to keep praying until I feel something conceived inside of me. I'm going to keep asking you, Lord, until you answer. Oh, I know it may get on other people's nerves, but I'm thankful that there's some Hannah's here tonight that you didn't quit praying and you didn't stop fasting. And it didn't matter that others were mocking you. You just went into your own private prayer right there in the middle of everybody and said, oh, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. And when I do, He's yours. And when I do, I'm giving them back to you because you're the one that made it possible. And don't you know the day that she found out that she was expecting, oh, the joy that must have flooded her soul and the excitement. And she could have said in that moment, saying, see, this is why I continue to pray. When others were mocking me, this is why I continued asking God for a miracle. Daniel could have bowed with everyone else and just went with the flow, but Daniel continued. 
I'm so glad that there are some men of God here tonight. That there are some Daniels that stand here and worship tonight. That in opportunities where they could have bowed. In opportunities where they could have done what all their co-workers were doing. And they could have said the same things. And watched the same stuff. And took the same drugs and the same alcohol. But they said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue living the life that God has called me to live. I'm going to keep walking in integrity and I'm going to keep serving from God. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you that you continued and you didn't give up and you didn't quit and you didn't stop being who you are. Let's stand all over this house tonight. 2 Timothy 3.14, he said, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. How can we continue? Because we've learned some things and we've been assured of some things. But most of all, I know the one who has truly taught me. I know the one who has instructed me and allowed me to see how I go about continuing. To continue doesn't mean everything else has to stay the same. It means you stay the same. You continue being you. You continue loving God. You continue rejoicing even in the face of adversity. I look across this congregation and I see countless people that have every right to be upset with things that have happened in your life. But I'm encouraged tonight because you've continued. Because you're still here. Because you've remained faithful. You continued letting your light shine in a dark world. And there are people around you that probably scratch their heads saying, How in the world are they still on their two feet? How in the world is that the same man that I used to know? It was like the people when they saw the transformation in Paul's life. How in the world... Is this the same guy that came into a Bible study several years ago? How is that the same guy that's now standing here with his bride and worshiping? Because God did something in his life. Because God got a hold of him. To continue means to maintain without interruption. Oh, Yikes. You ever been interrupted? Has your life ever been interrupted? Your groove, your, your thing you had going for you and it just right in the middle of you trying to get something accomplished and life just said, hold up. Interruption. But it also means to remain in existence. To remain in a place or condition. And if you had a mishap, If you had that interruption that it talked about and you missed the first one that said maintain without interruption. There is another definition that says to continue also means to resume an activity after interruption. That in spite of the difficulty, in spite of the interruption, in spite of the trouble... I choose to continue. So tonight, no matter which side you're on, if you're on the right road, continue. 
Don't stop. Don't quit living right. Don't quit praying. Don't quit serving God. But if you find yourself wavering and slipping and life has interrupted you, resume and get right back to where you were and continue and keep moving forward and saying, I know I slipped and I know I stumbled. Young people, if you messed up, if you said something you shouldn't have, if you did something you shouldn't have, it's not the end of the road for you. All you've got to do is say, you know what, God, tonight I make up in my mind that I'm going to continue and I'm going to pick up where I left off and I'm going to get back where I need to be and I'm going to keep serving you and I'm going to keep obeying you and I'm going to keep worshiping and I'm going to keep rejoicing so what do you do when life is extremely difficult you continue you keep fighting you keep praying you keep fasting no matter what side you're on tonight you can continue tonight you can make sure that you're on the right road you can step out in the aisle and come to an altar and say God tonight I want to continue I want I want to keep praying. I want to keep living for you, God. I know, Lord, I can continue in faith. I can continue in prayer. I can continue in the apostles' doctrine. I can continue in fellowship. I can continue rejoicing because glory is just around the corner. My breakthrough is just around the corner. My healing is just around the corner. Somebody step out of the aisle tonight come up to the front worship a little while worship like your glory is right around the corner praise him like victory is within reach Oh, we're here tonight. We're here tonight because of your goodness. We're here tonight because of your faithfulness. Oh, come on. Come on. Keep worshiping. Keep praising. Continue serving Him. Hatayarabokoya bahaya satah. 